Helping Sisters, Episode 4, The Brouhaha. In the previous episode, the family had gathered as Maud prepared to go to the grand sweepstakes drawing. Sonny proposed a plan to help his grandmother and aunt move from their near-slum apartment to nicer surroundings, should Maud not win the $10 million. In this episode, Sonny, Rose, Paul, Bessie, and Iris are milling around the kitchen waiting for Maud. Rose is at the kitchen sink washing the disposable plastic dishes. Paul is leaning against the refrigerator, picking his teeth with a toothpick. I'm going to throw out the garbage. Tell Phyllis if she's looking for me. I hope everyone's had enough. It was fine, Aunt Rose. Mother, what are you doing? Those are throwaway plastic plates. So what? You can use them again. These are good plastic. I give up. You'd think I committed a crime. There's nothing wrong with these dishes. You see this? Show me where it's bent. Cracked. Broken. Nothing. Perfect. And thick plastic, too. You can use them a hundred times if you're careful. So what's that like, Aunt Rose? Sonny driving a cab in New York. I don't know. Why don't you ask Sonny? I will when he comes in from the patio. Did you see that? With all the stuff you went through just to eat a piece of bread? Ah, here's Karen with the baby. And it had to be a whole challah, too. Phyllis is nice to put up with it, don't you think so, Aunt Rose? She is a very good sister. And a good person. You know, he really does have a lot of nerve, Aunt Rose, coming in here and telling us what to do about Maud and Grandma. Shh! Grandma can hear you. She can't hear anything. Look, she's asleep. And her teeth are falling out. I still wish he wouldn't talk so loud. Sonny doesn't think he should pay for anything, but wants us to do it. He has all these weird ideas. They're not so weird. Would you pay, Aunt Rose? I told him I would. Not that I could afford it on my salary. You should be saving it for yourself, Aunt Rose. You'll have to retire soon, won't you? Retire? What are you talking about? I work harder than any of those other yokels at the office. I get in at 7.30 every Monday morning, even in the winter, to file my paperwork. My caseload is bigger than anyone's. Why should I retire? How's the golf game? What's your handicap? I play. I hit the ball. I don't keep score. Would take all the fun out of it. Still playing on company time? Whatever they give me to do in a week, I do. If I can get in nine holes of golf, I do that too. I gotta hand it to you, Aunt Rose. You're one for the books. You must be close to 70 like Maud, and you're still holding down a job. Aunt Rose, at the rate you're going, you'll outlive everyone. Thanks a lot. What are you doing? Giving me the ein hurrah? The evil eye? Pugh. And what about you, Karen? Do you think Bessie's had it so easy? Bearing a husband when she was a young woman, only 38, then a son who was only 46? Not such a good life. Now what does she have? Maud, you kids, and television. You think they have it hard? What do they do? The bills are paid by the government. They have a rent-controlled apartment. What's so bad? You try it. I don't have to. My husband works. It was a dumb idea anyway. Sonny's. No, it wasn't. It was a very nice idea. A good thought. Sonny's got a good heart. He just can't afford to do what he thinks needs to be done. Maybe that's why he doesn't get ahead. Too soft. And maybe, just maybe, if he'd get a real job, he could, instead of telling everyone else what to do with their money, give his own. He's trying to break into photojournalism. That's a hard thing to do. He's all alone out there. Maybe he should face facts and quit trying. It's easy for you to say, 
He didn't have a rich father-in-law's business to go into. I work very hard in the business. And my father had nothing to do with Paul's success. Who are you kidding? And I don't think you're the one to talk, Paul. If it wasn't for Joey Siegel, where would you be? What about Joey Siegel? Joey Siegel gave Paul that contract for your father's business, didn't he? Why shouldn't he? Paul and Joey, they're friends. Why shouldn't a friend help a friend, and a father-in-law help a son-in-law if he can? Who said I needed help? I could have done it all on my own. Oh, please, Paul. You mean to tell me you could have bought that Cadillac you're driving without your father-in-law? Or that plane of yours? You got that by hard, honest labor? You're damn right I did. Bullshit! Your father-in-law and Joey have that insurance hustle going with kickbacks from the insurance companies when you sell a policy. The whole town knows that. Where'd you hear that? Where didn't I hear it? You're lucky that you haven't been indicted. The files have been kicking around my office for three years. I hope you won't do anything about it, Aunt Rose. Or what, Paul? You won't let us on your plane? Get out of my face, Sonny. At least we invite you onto the plane, Sonny. When was the last time your mother or sister invited us into their house? Except for today, when they couldn't avoid it. All I'd ever hear about from you, Karen, is what store is having what sale at what mall. I can't help it if you can't afford to go shopping. Can't afford it? Is that what you think? What's true is you're a spoiled Jap. A real Jewish American princess. Karen, please. Sonny, stop. You shouldn't talk that way to Karen, Sonny. Why not? It's true. All you two ever think about talk about is money and more money and buying things. Will you listen to him with his sister and her mink coats and fancy cars, always going to the best country clubs and restaurants, top dollar cruises, telling me I'm always thinking about money? See, you've woken up the baby. I'll go look. Don't go, mother. Let Karen go look. If it isn't too much work for her. See, she's even got old Aunt Rose helping her out. I've had just about enough of you, too. Where's your living? Finally give her the day off? Imagine, a living and a maid twice a week, and she hasn't got energy to take care of her own kid. No wonder you only have one. Sonny, why don't you shut up? Ah, you too. I'm going back outside. Look at her bouncing in. Love those slacks, and is that blouse silk? And what about the necklace? Are those real diamonds? What's all the yelling about? I could hear it all the way in the back of the house. Maud went to lay down in the back of the house, trying not to wake her. Another jet setter makes an entrance. Back of the house, eh? That's like half a block from here. She must have good ears. What's the matter? You fighting about the money already? Money? Who's talking about money? There's another one trying to start something. A lot you have to worry about when it comes to money. Your husband's a doctor. What, is that a crime all of a sudden? The way he charges, it is. You should talk. What's that supposed to mean? Nothing. I've got to clean up the kitchen. Families, what fun. Nothing's right. Doctors. They charge an arm and a leg for nothing. He must make a million bucks a year doing what? Making old hags look like younger hags. A nip here, a tuck there, and a Rolls Royce in the driveway. Aunt Iris, who's he mad at today? Anyone? Does Dan really have a Rolls now? A Rolls? What's with you people? Rolls? Well, we hear you travel somewhere nearly once a month. Hawaii, the Caribbean, the Far East, China. Where haven't you been? I don't see what that has to do with you. You don't? 
When your brother comes up with the idea for me to pay out for Maud and Bessie, which I never said I wouldn't do, it was Dan who dropped the idea into the water like a lead weight. Maybe a few trips less than you could help Grandma and Auntie Maud all by yourselves. What Dan does with his money is his own concern. He handles it the way he thinks is best. Sure. Doctors are known for being the biggest suckers around. Paul, why don't you just shut up? How much do you think we have, anyway? We've got to put the kids through college. You know how much that costs? And they'll need things, too. And then planning for their future. Here comes the troublemaker again, protected by his mother. Now what did I do? Nothing, as usual. I'm going in the other room to read the paper. Sonny, you and Paul behave yourselves. You're not kids anymore. It's Paul. He's in rare form. He's going from obnoxious to odious. Look, sweetie, it's not like I enjoy being here, you know. We only came out of respect to Auntie Maud. You only came to be around if she wins, you mean. You care more for your front lawn than you do about Auntie Maud. And since when are you such a saint, huh? You leave them alone, by themselves, just like everyone here. What, you think a phone call makes a big difference? Don't give me that stuck-up act of yours, Phyllis. Hey! What, you any better? You fly in from New York for a few weeks, the first time you've been back here in a year, and it just so happens to be while Auntie Maud's up for a $10 million prize. Uh... Uh, what? Nothing to say, huh? What's the matter? The truth hurt? And then what do you do? You have this idea we should all pay out money every month, but not you. You've got enough money to jet around the country, live in New York, but when it comes to paying your share, you're out of it. That's a prime hustle if I ever heard of one. What do you have in mind? You gonna handle the money, maybe, with a percentage for yourself? You leave him alone. If anyone's hand ever got caught in the till, it'd be yours. I've been outside listening to this, enough is enough. I I think you should all relax. Maybe go into the den and watch TV or something. Nice refrigerator. Mind if I lean on it? What is it, a Sub-Zero? Must have cost you what, 17 grand? (laughs) Watch TV. Sure, and why don't you go and sew up some old lady's tits? What'd he say? Did I hear him right? It's the first nice thing I've heard him say since he got here. He's a little strange. Just like the rest of our family. You're right about that. The strange is all on your side. As if your family's any more normal. What family is? At least they're not all flakes and faggots. You talking about me, Paul? Oh, oh, oh. I really think we should all go into the den. Sure he's talking about you, Sonny. Why don't you just admit it? You really mean that, Paul? Karen thinks so. Yeah, so what? Paul, I always knew you had a big mouth. Salesmen need one, but I thought you had some brains, too. Brains? What he's got are good connections downtown at City Hall. Hey, Tootsie, why don't you shut up? That's enough. All of you. Here, Sonny, stay away. Paul, I think you better go for a ride before you get into trouble. You think I'll get into trouble from you? Get your brother-in-law away from between us and I'll show you trouble. I knew it was a mistake to let you in the house, Paul. You'll never change. You better watch your mouth, Paulie, before I wash it out with soap like I used to do when we were kids. Sure, but we're not kids anymore. You talk big, Paul. Always did. Sonny, don't. Sonny! Now just a minute, Sonny. Put the soap back on the sink. What's wrong with you two? 
Paul, now back off. Give me that soap, Sonny. Sonny! Let him come. Gonna enjoy this. Okay, okay, that's enough, you two. Get out of my way, you little twerp, or you'll get yours, too. Paul, stop it right now! Sure, you get this thing out of my face. You're all acting crazy. Now get out. Here, Sonny, get out. Get out. All of you. Out. All of you. Paul, your mother, she's grabbing her throat. She can't breathe. Oh, oh my God. Ma, Ma, oh God, Ma. Where's your inhaler? Here it is, in your pocket, right here. Breathe in. Karen, quick, get her purse. The pill's in the small bottle. Phil, bring my bag, quick, and call an ambulance. Oh, look, her eyes are open. Is that oxygen? Yes, a little portable unit I carry around for emergencies. Here, I'll get some water. Can she drink before you put in that oxygen? Karen, call Dr. Epstein. Tell him to meet me at the hospital if you can find Hand him. Hand me my stethoscope. Lift her wrist. Let me take her pulse. Her pulse is 130. I think she's having a heart attack. Keep her on the oxygen. I'll give her another shot. Forget Epstein. Where's that ambulance? No, we'll take her. It's faster. Karen, oh. here. Keep this on her face. It's all right, Ma. I've got you. Paul, Paul, be careful. You'll get a hernia. It's okay, Ma. We'll be in the hospital in ten minutes. You just hang on. Here, let me help. Put one arm over your shoulder, the other over mine. I'll take her feet. Look, Bessie's waking up. Phil, you stay here. Hi, Grandma. Did you have a nice nap? Uh, uh, look, here's Rose. Maud, what time is it? Is it time for my program? Maud! Where is she? Where's Maud? Rose, why are you washing your face in the kitchen sink? You don't feel well? She's in the spare room getting dressed, Bessie. Where is everyone? They were all here a minute ago. They're around somewhere. I was outside. Guess I fell asleep in that lounge chair by the pool. Can I get you anything? Yeah, back here, you see, there's a lot of mice. Could you maybe take them out and throw them away? Maud was played by Andrea Katz, Bessie by Susan Bergson, Phyllis by Miriam Metzinger, Rose by Laura Kornfeld, Sonny by Charles C.B. Davis, Iris by Gabby Shine Markovitz, Paul by Barack Bard, Karen by Abigail Ellis. (laughs) 